Have you always wanted to start your own business? Do you have an innovative idea or an invention, but just don't know how to turn it into a company? Are you already in business and need some help growing? The BRF's Entrepreneurial Accelerator Program can help. At EAP, we work alongside you, helping you with things like financial modeling, funding strategy, pitch preparation, and marketing strategy. So what are you waiting for? Go to EAPLA.com today and set up a time to talk with our team. Let EAP help you launch or grow your business in North Louisiana today. Welcome back to On The Cusp. Got my co-host, Matt Snyder, here with me again. And we have Lauren and Derek from CNC Mercantile with us today. And I got to start this one with a story. We love stories. Because you know this, you you know this. Right about, a couple years ago, I was driving by the store and there was a leg lamp in the front window of your business. And I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I made a U-turn in the street, Texas street, went right back. I bought that leg lamp for my wife's Christmas present. You made me a hero for that Christmas. Nothing makes women more happy than a full-size leg lamp. <laughs> it was glorious. I had been all over the internet looking yeah. for a full-size leg lamp. Could not find it. Found it in St. Paul's Bottoms in Shreveport, Louisiana. How about that? Hey, I love it. Made me a hero. Tell me about yourselves. Lauren? You want to take it or me? Uh, you take it first. Okay. Um, born and raised. Both of us born and raised in Shreveport. Um, I... Uh, was an art major in college and then started teaching art kind of after school at a local private school Um, and then kind of got dragged into musical theater which is a bug if you know anything about theater Um, and did that for started my own company did that for 10 or so years and then I actually traveled and toured with Cirque du Soleil for about a year and a half as a wardrobe attendant and then um, I worked for Hello Kitty um, festival toured North America as a wardrobe attendant and then I moved to Nashville Tennessee and then I came back to Shreveport and that's where Derek and I met we actually met at the store which we in, uh, eventually took over and leads us to now awesome yeah so that's a that's so what's weird is we both grew up in the same town but never knew each other but had all these weird connections we all knew all the same people we both left town around the same time. I grew up obviously still in Shreveport, but grew up on the west side of town on a small farm out by Cross Lake. And that growing up on a small farm just like leads to so many different things, like mechanically, just you're always having to fix stuff, work on stuff. My dad still is an electrical contractor. So like working was just like in our blood from the beginning. You were always, I mean, as a child, you know, my dad starting his own business with like, It'd be 10 o'clock at night and, you know, I remember them waking me up going, hey, you gotta go ride with your dad out and go fix something. You're like, all right, that's cool. You know, where to be like, this cotton <laughs> check gin. Check him out or of like, school to go to work. Yeah, yeah oh, check wow. me out of school to go to work. Like, when you need help, you need help, you know? Anyway, so but it's, it's such a weird, so it grew up in all that. And then right around the year 2000, um, somewhere in there is when, um, this is a slightly funny story, and I'll get slightly derailed on this because I love a good story. My mom was, um, worked for a machine shop and she got the, they closed the machine shop. So she was just going to retire. And so 
my dad's like, that's fine. They have a you know, small farm out on Jefferson Page. You can just, you know, you can just retire and work at the farm, you know, pill around, that'd be great. So one day into her retirement at the farm, she decided she was gonna fix my dad. She was gonna do the books, he was losing money, like she was gonna do all that. Three days into retirement, my dad comes home and says, you're getting a job. <laughs> lo and behold, lo and behold, CNC Electric at the time comes up for sale. It actually already left the Camus family uh, and it had already been moved from its original location on Louisiana Avenue to Line Avenue, Line Avenue and Prospect. Um, a different individual owned it. Um, back even crazier story my that was my dad's very first apprenticeship job in the electrical trade was at cnc electric when it was on louisiana uh in, in an old house <clears throat> so it was kind of like you know i guess just it, it was just fate. supposed to work yeah fate like those those stars aligned and that was happened and what was funny was my dad remember telling me that there was nothing to do with the the family, but one of his supervisors, you know, when he first started there, told him like, listen, like this kind of works not for everybody. You should probably just go find something else to do, you know? <laughs> and then lo and behold, he became a very successful, uh, you know, contractor and then went up and bought the business that basically told him, you know, go find something else to do. So he was like, you know, my mom, that's you, there's a good, good place for you to go. So we got introduced to that whole different world. Like we went from contracting world to, you know, equipment and trucks to now we're doing almost like interior stuff. And it was a whole nother like realm that we got into that was just, it, we were ignorant of. And not long after that, you know, Katrina came, Katrina happened and moved the movie industry up here. So it was like baptism by fire. The movie industry came up and there was really not that many people up here like making stuff for them or not enough. And so we, I mean, we were doing crazy sets for movies right off the bat. And the movie industry was great because what's cool about them is money's no object, it's about time. Can you have this tomorrow? Great, send a bill. You know, like we don't care. Right. And so we actually got geared up and that was, my introduction to like this whole like behind the curtain of these like cool creative weird things that you can make money at right and that was so growing up i only thought which i mean i grew up in it but i didn't love it it was like you know you're running workers and pulling wires in buildings and Fixing you know lamps. that's only so <laughs> exciting right and then when you get to you know people come to you going can you build this you know and it's like paper on, you know, pen on paper, you're like, yes, you know, and you just figure it out. So that was like, that was an awesome eye-opening thing. And it definitely like unlocked something in the back of my head, like of the creative side. And cause we didn't grow up with taste, you know, like, <laughs> we didn't know this stuff. Like I, we didn't know like what was cool. What or, are like, you talking about? Right? West Street? Yeah. Didn't have a chance. No, no, no. I think you're touching on something really important that a lot of people are not willing to take the risk to go sure. out there and launch their own. Or business. I think people don't realize that you can still be a creative. Yeah. And make it a business and make money doing it. It's okay to make money. It's okay to make money and feed your family. The more money you can make and the more success, the more you can do. Right. If y'all or me or any of us are not successful and we're not being able to feed our family and make money, we can't go take more risk and, and try more stuff. I right. can't support local business. That's right. I mean, it all, 
It's a domino effect. That's right. You've got to be a, and yeah, yeah. And I think that is something that our generation, that's a shift to me. I think I think it's okay. You don't have to go work a safe nine to five job yeah. with this is your salary. Right. I think it, we are more accepting maybe of that. People come in this store all the time and they're like, "This is what you do all day? Like you just <laughs> paint and make weird, fun, creative things?" And I said, "Yeah. I mean, we do. Now we hustle." Yeah. We work, we hustle, we're always on social media, we're always pivoting to create some new evolution. You have to roll with the times. We have festivals, we have events, we have pop-ups, we include other businesses. Right, you know, and that's the key. Cross I mean, you can have passion about your art, what you, what you wanna do, but you have to go through that process, that journey to understand that look, you gotta make money too, and you got to run the business on that, and you got to build a market. Sure. You know, if you just yeah. go open a store. Yeah, that's all oh, right. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, and it happens, but there's few things that really matter here. And in the artist side of things, it's like, you know, it, that that's kind of. I hate to touch back on this because we talked about it slightly earlier, but like, it's the culture versus jobs thing. Like the same way in that world, do you sell out? or do you just make what you want because you believe that's what your art is, right? And there's a mix there. Like, there's a fine, like, we want to send our kids to private school. Like, we have to make money. But at the same time, like, there's a ebb and woe there. And, like, we operate by the golden rule. You understand that? The one with the gold makes the rules, you know? Like, we, 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 have, to make, we have to make money. That's like, a Dave-type rule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, have, we, have to make, we have to make money, right? Like, this is a real business. I mean, we, yeah. have, we have eight employees, like, these people like depend on this isn't us just hanging out in our Highland house like, you know, just trying to get by to make, you know, make rent like this is a real business that we are growing. Um, and so, sorry, we'll segue so it makes sense. So we, we grew up in all that and that was a, like click the box, but we both left town. I left town also. My dad and my grandfather were both about like, you go do you like figure it out. One time there was, I'll never forget this, go grow up on someone else's dime. I remember that, like, all right. I thought it was harsh at the time, but now it totally makes sense, you know? Um, yeah, that's good. So, that because you're not cool. dependent anymore on. Yeah, I mean, growing up in a family business is tough because it's easy for them to just kind of like take care of you in a way. And then you don't really understand, like you don't have those, you're not having to really deal with the real boss that's like, you know, if you're not here, you're out, you know? Right. And so we tra um, I traveled in many other very fun, creative things. Um, things just kept falling in my lap as far as like, you know, they were like, they all were creative type stuff. And that's a whole nother subject for another day. Anyways, because of illness of my grandparents, I actually came back home uh, and I had time just to, you know, spend time with them and all that. And then that's when this all kind of fell back in our lap again. and we were approached about, you know, buying the store. Do y'all want to like take this over? And it was both. Do you want the contracting side, which was really the money maker or the store side. And the store side is like, now we're like deja vu. Like we used to make some pretty cool stuff. Like if me and Lauren team up, like we could probably flip this on its head and turn it in from like a little old lady, everything's an Asian oriental lamp to like a totally different world and take it, take it out of this town, right? Like, because right. we knew economics, like we, to really make money, we're gonna have to get outside of, 
We're, we're going to sell out outside. Yeah. But you guys yeah. do that we right do. now. We do. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, you, you have to. You're, you're out there all the time. You're going to shows. and Round Top, uh, Texas is the largest um, antique um, event in South, um, in the South. And uh, it's in the Hill Country outside of Austin, Houston, Dallas. You have We call it this little, like, you know, the little golden nugget inside the triangle because you have all these huge markets that come. It's two weeks and it's, they say, the, the population of Round Top is 87 people and then twice a year, they estimate that half a million people come through. I've heard about it. This area. So we shut down our store and we take our store to Round Top and show there for a week. We're trying to kind of double up now and then potentially have a permanent space there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is, there's a big world out there and, you know, there's people with a lot of cool ideas and style and like-minded like we are. That doesn't mean anything about our love for Shreveport. It just means, you know, you do kind of have to get out of this little bubble. Right. Of, yeah. So, okay. So limited. Let, let's hit on that. You've found success outside of Shreveport. Y'all yes. are well connected outside of Shreveport. What you do probably fits a lot better in other places than Shreveport but you consistently make the decision to stay and do it here. Yeah, Why? and initially I came back kicking and screaming. I lived in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, there's like, might as well be a million people a day moving to Nashville. There's everything that you could ever want right. in Nashville. But I wanted to be near my family. I wanted to be near my people. And that is the biggest draw for Shreveport. And I met these great guys last night at Fat Calf, I was eating dinner and they they sight unseen and didn't know a soul moved from Dallas to Shreveport. They saw a house on Fairfield, bought this house, and they and his the thing that set with me was that he said everybody we meet is the nicest person. They're so welcoming, so inclusive. I'm just you know we love being here because of that. So that's a big thing for us. I mean, it's the film. Familiarity, it's big fish in a little town, yeah. but you know, I mean, our people are here. We get and the, we have love for the place. I mean, we want it to right. do good. That's the thing that like, a lot of people we bring on this show and a lot of people we all, know. you know, do yeah. and do business with and know and hang out with, we all have that, like we care. I can't always explain why I do the way I do, Right. but we all care that Shreveport succeeds and gets better and, yeah. and shifts into what we see. Just can't quit it. We can't <laughs> quit it. Sometimes yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm like screaming in my car, why I can't, yeah, I, I can't. I, mean, I can't we, quit you. But what's, what's interesting yeah. is like, as much as we, like we throw around the ideas, probably not that much different than other people about, you know, could we do something else or leave this market and go do this or go do that. But what's interesting is when we go to these other places, um, like, I mean, we're considered, um, we didn't call ourselves this, someone else did, like we're the dolls of Round Top. They think we're cool because of our Louisiana culture. Like um, there's a couple other people from Shreveport that also like go there and frequent there. And um, one of the reasons we like got in and had to like bypass some of the initial, you know, curtain wall was they're, they're like, oh, y'all are from Shreveport? 
Y'all are y'all are cool. Like we love people they from Shreveport. They love Shreveport. Like we love, and it's about and this. Well, I always say Texas would adopt Shreveport if they could. They would kind tourist, of. I mean, we're that crazy cousin. But yeah, we are the I crazy love cousin. Shreveport more than. But than they love us. Yes, and there's. I talk about that a lot. Some of the people that will talk about how all the good things about Shreveport, most that I can think of, are people that are not from mm -hmm. here. Right. We're hard. I think the people that grew up here, we're hard on Shreveport yeah. in a lot of ways that, and I don't know, and maybe some of that is because we all, Shreveporters travel a lot, we go to cool places, and it's easy to go somewhere for three or four days and come back talking about how awesome it is. Yeah. You know, you didn't live there. You didn't right. get sure. the full picture. Right. But, but yeah, people that move here, most of them moved here because they met some girl or guy in college and then they got yeah. drunk. They mostly have That's positive me. things to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's, very, it's very rare that transplants find negativity, um, you know, find negativity in Shreveport. And when what's, and we deal with artists all the time and, you know, we have artists come show with us and we get that all the time because, and maybe we're always as hard on it because we also just take these things for granted because we just, we've always had it. And it's weird things that are said that make you like stop and go, I guess I guess they are right about that, but we had an artist in 2019 come and show with us, and they're from McKinney, Texas, you know, north of Dallas. Yeah, live in a you know I don't know 1,200 homes or something in one neighborhood, not a tree in sight. That was <laughs> yeah. there, yeah. right? Probably you know? paid eight hundred thousand dollars for right. their yeah. anyways, they, they, they come like where do, where do you stay? We're like oh just you know you probably find an Airbnb or something in you know the Highland South Highlands area. Great. And one of the, so they came in town, dropped their stuff, came back to the store. One of the first things they said, and it like caught me off guard, was she was, there's a lot of trees here. You have lots of trees. And I was like, um, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do. You know, and like, they're like, no, no, these are very like mature, like been here a long time trees. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yes, we do. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I just thought that was a very like random thing, you know, yeah. and, then, and, then, and then, but what, that makes you realize like what, what is the, what is about, and that makes me think like, what is it about Shreveport that makes Shreveport, right? And that's a Louisiana thing also. Like, why do you, why do Louisiana people love Louisiana? And it's never government. Like no one go like, well, I love Louisiana because the government is awesome. You know, they always I've take never care heard of us. that. They okay. always take care of us. You know, they're always right. great. That Roads are good. awesome, right? They never do that. What they say is like, it's all about relationships, right? Yeah. And people. so when everything people dudes, and it's home, it's yeah. the people and it's home, and right? the food. And yeah. that's what's different. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's different than our neighbor Texas, right? When you ask people like, what do you love about Texas? Like. I mean, our roads are awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, they you do. You know, like, you know, we're pretty, we're pretty free. We get to do what we want. Like, they never really talk about community. They never talk about relationships, really. Um, and that's what I think. That's the difference. That's is a like, great point. Louisiana yeah. has this like interesting like soul of relationship. When people come in, when the people from the couple from Dallas that moved here, they're like, "What do you like?" They never said like, "Oh, we love." They're never saying infrastructure is awesome. Like, we just we're happy. How no, they said the house that they bought. It was like. Money pit, pretty much. But they were like, but we love it here. You know, and so. <laughs> Think about New Orleans. The right. roads don't work at all. No, I mean, no. yeah, I mean the crimes, yeah, you might get roof. killed at any moment. Right. And people right. are happy as a lot. This yeah. place is awesome. Right. right. There's trash everywhere. Yeah. It smells terrible when you're so happy to be there. It's these weird, quirky things that make you fall in love with the town. And you begin to realize the reasons you love towns is not 
the town. It's the people of the town, and it's the small restaurants. It's the mom and pop shops. It's the culture. Like that's yeah. what is the, the culture. Thing. That's what makes the town, right? And the same artists, like they ask, like, what do we like? What do we do tomorrow morning? Because you know we're artists. We don't get going till like ten something. And so um, they're like, well, you have to go to Strong's on Kings Highway, you know. And I was like, but I know you're from Dallas, and don't let me educate you on like traffic. But like, park in the back and go up the stairs. <laughs> and she's like, where? What is that? What does that do? There's and I was like, you just, you just go up the park yeah. in the back. You go in the, it's the back door. She's like, I mean, you, you have to like <laughs> ring a bell. Like, no, I just walk yeah. in the back door. You know, yeah, she's yeah. like, you just walk in the back Through door. The I was bathroom. Like, yeah, yeah, I felt like so weird having to explain this like normal day life of like, yeah, you just walk in the back door of this restaurant yeah. and you you basically go through a kitchen and then you sit where you want. You know. And, Anyway, so they come back and they're just like, that was the coolest place. You know, like, <laughs> these were just all the weird things We're that don't exist. We're doing another episode on they that. Don't the quirky, weird things of I like, people. I like because that. Let's no, make yeah. a list of those. Like, yeah. these don't exist in larger markets, right? Yeah. Like, everything, everything's well, a stuck in well, they're, making, they're yeah. making fake ones. Right. You know, like, like the big thing I'm seeing a lot in Dallas and Austin right now is all the hidden door bars. Yeah. You know, the bookshelf sure. bar, the right. whatever. And it's... It's they're, still in the Stucco Front Strip Center. Yes, yeah. they're faking it to sure. have some culture. Right. Sure. So they don't a, have a Strawn's back door with they those janky any, stairs. They don't have any cigarette butts, everywhere. butts all yeah. the way. And, we, and then they're like, like, and they're like, so where we go to lunch, you know? And I was like, you got to go to Herbie K's and like have a goblet of beer, you know? And they're like, a goblet of beer. I was like, just do it, you know? And so they went, and sure enough, they're like a frozen goblet of beer, and I didn't set it up, but it was perfect. The the whoever was waiting on them was hazing them, telling them that behind this booth slid, and that's where the Rat Pack would come and go, you know, and all that. <laughs> and then eventually told him he was kidding, you know, but like, they loved it. They're like, we're all in. Like, we're all in. And they loved it, you know, and we went to dinner at Little Italiano, and like, we sat on the patio, and they were just like, is this place real? Like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm thinking, yeah. We okay. live here. You know? I cannot. Like, and that was such a like seeing that. Yeah. Like seeing that. Those are normal day life yeah. for us, right? I we can't take it for let granted. this episode end without us touching on this because it's important, and y'all are the authority in my mind. Old Texas Avenue was special. Even as a kid, my some of my family owned a drugstore still where you paid a nickel to get the candy. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was cool down there, and the buildings are so cool, and there's a lot, and like, but it's a huge risk. Real downtown is struggling to have anything work in it. Going down there was a huge risk. Can you talk about like that decision and <laughs> and and you're su- you're being successful down we, there? I mean, like yeah, but again, it goes back to creating a draw. You know, hustling, yeah. making things that are attractive to people. It's the markets that we do. It's cross promoting with other businesses. It's inviting you know, Key Mexico to come out and do tacos. It's all that you're, yeah. you're educating people about the area and people fall in love with it when they come. They're like, this could be amazing. And yeah. we've had multiple conversations with government entities and authorities and things like that. And hopefully we'll be yeah. on the upswing soon. But you know, there's a lot of personally owned, emotional baggage building kind of things that people are, you know, like they're tied to because it's a family building or it's a storage thing. It's cheaper to do that than, yeah. than yeah, get an actual storage. There's some Amtrak stations going to be right up the road from yeah. you, too. Yeah. I mean, that is daiquiri. so big. Yeah. I mean, that's big. So yeah. There's well, a the lot Herbie of... K's area is always, to me, been like so much potential for me too. a walking yeah, I, neighborhood. I, I, lo- I love I it. Every time I drive down through there, yeah. I see somebody else has bought a building and is yeah. rebuilding yeah, a building. Yeah, it's cool. I think our area, though, 
could really, because I said this yesterday, um, our area is manageable. You're not buying a high rise. You're buying a small manageable building. You don't have that much square footage. You could have a boutique, you could have a bar, you could have a burger joint, you could have, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, and then it's, it's between the, the park and you've got the municipal. I mean, it only makes sense for that to be a hopping area. You've got concerts and I mean, there's just so much potential. But we're it's, hoping that it's always, we'll, we'll be an anchor. It's always yeah. the same. Like the outsiders that come in think like, why is this not like awesome? You know, why is this not Deep Ellum? Why is this not whatever? Right. And it's um, the main gate sure, into, yeah, it's into Highway 80, yeah. into you know, coming the through. But downtown. When, when we went and jumped in, and that was, and people always ask us. I mean, I had little old ladies that their Cadillac <laughs> automatically went to Line Avenue and Prospect call me and... Up one side, down the other. And just say, you ruined your business. Yeah. You were going to close. You're not going to last three months. No one is going to come see you. And, and like, that's also the mentality that's kept Shreveport where it is, right? Yeah. Like, they've yes. never expounded upon that. And I'm like, this is one of the, the safest districts in, in town. And it has to be okay to want old Texas Avenue to succeed mm -hmm. and be a fan of Providence. Sure. Shreveport right. always wants you to pick who you are, yes. and they yes. want to put you in your bubble. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lauren and Derek, those are those downtown hipsters. Y'all don't have anything against Providence. No, I'm too old to be a hipster. It. Yeah, like, I'm not a hipster at no, all. No, it's like, but, yeah. it's, but we, we like. We can all, we're, everybody can definitely. win. But we're walk, like we want to walk. Yeah. We want to walk the walk. Like so, when yeah. we were leaving, when we were leaving Line Avenue to go there, I mean, we met with Liz Swain, and Liz Swain's like, "Y'all want to take on Texas Avenue? Y'all take on St. Paul's Bottoms? Like, I'll, awesome! Like whatever! Like that's cool!" But like there was even the questions like, "Are y'all sure y'all want to do this? You know?" Uh -huh. And like, and they're good friends of ours, so it was kind of like the. Are you sure, you know? But she's like, if anyone's gonna take it on, y'all can. But, and everyone asks us why. Like, why would you do that? Of all the places y'all could go, like, uh, of like in town, like, why in the middle of nowhere? And that's because, like, that's our business. Like, at the store, when we, like, we do restoration. We do, right now, we're averaging 120, 130 work orders a month. And that is restoration projects. Those are things that are deemed not to exist anymore, right? So those are things that we're bringing back to life that we're given second chances, oh, that's right? So cool. When we started Artifact, Artifact's our nonprofit next door to us where we employ autistic individuals and Asperger's individuals help us make products. Like, so our whole thing is like that building that we moved into, we were the first uh, store, uh, retail store to open on the avenue in almost 40 years now. Like yeah. we want to give this a second chance. These things in Dima second chance. And when you walk in our showroom, we have 16 foot ceilings with beautiful brown brick walls. Like everyone's goes, this is awesome. It's like it sat vacant for 30 years. It's so you know? much more y'all to me than 100%. the store online avenue. 100%. Yes. That's what I tell people. A hundred. It's us. So much more. And there was no natural light in that place. And we're artists and we paint <laughs> and we make. And the natural yeah. light, we had no windows. Everything was artificial. And yeah, it was like it was really cool. Up. It's such a like cool Like what y'all were doing there was so cool. But I always, I'd be standing there talking to y'all and I, it always felt like, you're in a cave. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't right. Well, there the was, minute I walked in downtown, I was like, "Oh my well, we gosh, they're, be, this we is wanted to be it. our this own. We wanted to be our own thing, and we knew we were flipping the script. You know, like we were reviving an old business, and so it needed a it needed a new, fresh, you know, stuff. I mean, the bones were there, but you know, she needed new she needed new facelift, the whole deal. Well, what's interesting is 
we also moved because we started the nonprofit. We're employing people with different abilities. That was a 50s building that was like not up to code to a little bit. There were steps and levels and, you oh, know, yeah. not ADA bathrooms. So now when we when we moved into basically a gigantic tall square box, like we were able to just build bathrooms what we wanted. Everything's the same level, right? Like there weren't steps in, steps out. Like the sidewalk and the, and the you know, showroom are, other than the threshold are, you know, together. So it just made more sense as far as like the employees we were, we were trying to hire and everything we were gonna do, it was just, it was a perfect fit. And then we wanted to give, not Shreveport, I mean Shreveport, but we wouldn't give that area a second chance. Like it needed it, it deserved it. And like, that's also our mission. We give things and people second chances all the time. That's awesome. And that's our whole thing. That is a great story. Thanks for today, we appreciate it. it. it was awesome. And we'll let you know when it comes out. Thank y'all. Cool. Yeah, thanks so much, thanks, guys. guys. It was awesome. Mm -hmm.